1: innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
0: Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty?
2: Thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business, presented by the 2019 United States (coughs) Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can learn more, and you can find out how you can get your tickets. So you can join us there, August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida, at usccexpo.com. Again, that's usccexpo.com. Click on the Miami banner. You'll go ahead, take a look at the agenda, look at the speakers, and get your tickets. We hope you'll see you there. So here on Blunt Business this week, we're going to talk about, first of all, did you know this fact? North America will become the largest legal cannabis market worth $47.3 billion by 2027, emerging at the forefront of that growth. Now, this vertical there's a vertically integrated cannabis retailer we're going to talk to that has had a flurry of m and mergers and acquisitions and retail expansion news and continues to cement its position as a leader in the market. Here with me now From the company called Westleaf is the Chief Commercial Officer, Adam Coates. Adam, thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. Hi there. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I'm really glad to have you on the show. Now, Westleaf, for our listeners, it's a vertically integrated cannabis company focused on innovative retail experiences and engaging cannabis brands as well as cultivation, production, and extraction of cannabis products. Okay. Now, here's something uh, that's a different... uh, Turn of the page. Westleaf is rolling out a national retail footprint for a retail concept called Prairie Records. It's a retail concept that leverages in the instinctual tie between adult use cannabis and music and redefines the cannabis purchasing experience. You also have two significant production facilities under construction and scheduled for completion by the end of 2019. Right. Well, let me first talk about the idea of Prairie Records. Chat me up about this concept,
3: Adam. Sure. So Prairie Records really is a, a different concept when it comes to cannabis retail in Canada and really what was driving our decision and how we came up with the concept is a lot of the different restrictions and regulations in cannabis retail in Canada. And it comes down to, you know, our full vertically integrated strategy um, and how we are actually going to be able to grow brands that we produce out of our cultivation and extraction facilities. And then how are we going to differentiate ourselves when there is a sea of competition coming in, getting into the cannabis retail space, and so when I talk about the regulations, it starts with the packaging. So the packaging for uh, you know recreational cannabis, you know in Canada, is really restricted in terms of what you can put on it. It's a very small brand el- brand element with some very basic information, THC and CBD content, but then there's a large yellow warning label as well as a large red stop sign with THC on it. And so with a new product to to a lot of consumers that need education, you know, it's very difficult to kind of convey the exact sort of type of experience or what you might use the product for or some more details. And then further in the retail environment, all the product actually has to be under lock and key. And so traditionally in retail, you know, customers or consumers are used to picking things up and touching and feeling it. And especially when it's a new product, it's so important and it's instinctual to want to be able to do that. We wanted to create an environment that allowed us to bring a little bit more information and education to the consumer as well as bring a little bit more of a familiar purchasing or shopping journey through the store in that they're able to touch and feel something. Further, when we kind of looked at you know, what the competition and what you know, other markets were doing or other uh, companies getting into the retail space and how they were designing their, product, their, their, their designs, it was it was a lot of, you know, trying to be the Apple store of cannabis retailing or on the other side of the fence was a lot more into this stereotypical kind of Cheech and Chong THC Express head shop sort of format. And so, you know, with Prairie Records, what we did is we modeled it after a modern day record shop. And so what you actually find when you walk into one of our stores is it really looks like a record store. Uh, we have shelves and racks of records in you know, the 12 by 12 record covers. But instead of finding your next favorite band or artist, what you're actually going to find is your next favorite strain or product of cannabis. And so on these record covers, we've got a number of things. We have THC and CBD content, the brand and company that produce the product, a relative intensity scale that almost looks like a volume uh, dial uh, you know, on your phone. So all the way up means very intense, high THC, all the way down, less intense. But then as you flip it over, instead of a track list, what you actually find is you've got um, some copy or content created by the producer to explain a little bit about the product, their storyline, all the formats that it comes in, so whether it's a gel cap, a pre-roll, dried flower, terpene profile, as well as um, you know some music that you could pair that would go along really well with the type of experience you'd expect when consuming that product. And then as the shopping journey goes, Consumers actually pick up the record cover and can walk around with it, select the records that they want or the products that they want, go to the front, and then when they actually get there uh, and pay for their product and get a dispense, a very small version, so about a fifth of the size, um, gets dropped into their bag. And so they're leaving with that information, that education, and that branding along with their fairly restricted uh, marketing marketing package. So Now, let me
2: just jump in here real quick, Adam. So, sure. As I'm looking right now at the website, prairierecords.ca, now at the moment it's already uh, it's in the province of Saskatchewan in Canada, and it's available in the cities of Saskatoon and Warman. And I'm looking at the pictures inside. So now, real quickly, I look at the records. So the records are actual records, and then the side counters you have uh, cannabis products. So well, let me ask you a question off of this: Have there been any uh, artists, or say independent artists, or those any record labels? Has anybody come in so far to? possibly say, okay, you know what, we want to be able to go and sell our records in your store. We're actually pressing vinyl. Can we sell this in your store?
3: Yeah. So what we've done and and what we're really basing our marketing strategy around Prairie Records and around our retail concept, again, there's a lot of restrictions in how you can actually communicate and drive awareness mm-hmm. um, based on regulations. So being involved in community is a huge pillar of our marketing plan and just how we want to do business. And so, what, this, what, what the music community has enabled us to do is be part of not just the neighborhoods that we're um, operating in, but also partner with local bands and artists um, to do things like you know, grand opening ceremony, grand openings of our stores, play kind of acoustic sets in our stores, as well as have the chance to have playlists featured that can, can get paired with a cannabis product to, again, further that, over, that elevated experience. Um, you know, uh, of, of having not just being able to see and look at the product, but also kind of effectively listen to it as well. And so, you know, we're exploring a lot of different opportunities on the marketing side and how we can just further increase and implement music into our store, again, with the, with the hope of driving education uh, for consumers who are not knowledgeable about certain products, but then also creating awareness for, uh, for the actual brand uh, and for the overall experience that you'd expect when you come to the store. Now,
2: we all know that everybody's very, very much adapted to musical streaming, whichever uh, streaming platform you choose. But for the audience that you have, I'm, the, I'm imagining for those that might be Generation Z or Millennials, they never got to experience the record store concept. But, you know, even though, you know, it's nice, it's very convenient and wonderful to find the way to find music these days, But there was something to be said about the record store experience and being able to go inside, meeting the people that were looking to buy the same records as you did. uh, Talk to me about why this concept felt so good as a social experiment, if you will, to put it as a concept for a cannabis store. And have other people, have there been other companies that have looked at the same kind of concept that have reached out to you about how you did it?
3: Sure yeah and and one of the interesting things as we started to do some research and, and 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 look at what concepts might work in and specifically when we were thinking about music and cannabis was an interesting fact is that in you know 2018 vinyl record sales were the most ever so even in this day of you know streaming and spotify and apple music and all these other Streaming platforms where most of music is actually consumed digitally What we found was is that you know record culture and vinyl culture has really exploded and part of that is actually the Purchasing or shopping experience and that kind of, you know Nostalgia of going back into a record shop And it's just a different way of actually listening to the music and experiencing music that was you know is is lost a little bit You know in this digital age And so really what we loved about the record, you know, store concept and design is that it really fosters this kind of sense of discovery. It also creates a really comfortable and nostalgic atmosphere. And so when you think about it in the context of recreational cannabis, especially for those, you know, who've known it for as being illegal and or haven't even been into the category since, you know, you know, forever ago. Um, You know going into a store with selling product that once was illegal but now is legal can be uncomfortable and so if you go into another store that's a little bit more sterile, it's very white, it almost has a doctor or dentist office type of feel, it makes the experience a little bit more uncomfortable and still almost feel like you're doing something different or wrong. And so what we wanted to create and what was so important to us when thinking about retail was how do we create an environment that is comfortable, that is unique? It has some familiarity because when you think about how a consumer is going to be, you know, more inclined to come to your store and, and create a you know a bit of loyalty, creating an environment that is fun to be in, um, you know, that is comfortable and then has a really great staff as well um, that that encourages that kind of fun and, and and that sense of discovery that we're really looking for people to. Um, to enjoy in our stores it's so important and then you know that will make them more open to understanding what the products are spending a bit more time and then really with cannabis and anybody who's in the space and knows a lot about it knows that you really need to tailor the product for the individual what their experience level is what they're looking to um, you know get out of consuming the product and when you have all those things you know coming together what you're going to create is a great shopping experience and at the end of the day getting the right product in the hands of the right people. Um, And so that way they can have a a much better experience, you know, overall in cannabis.
2: Fantastic. I mean, really, that's one of those things where I'm just so fascinated by that concept. It's very different than anything else I've seen. That's what really stood out for me. Uh, Now, what I wanna ask next is more into the business side. Now, Westleaf, parent company, consolidated in January 2019 its ownership stake in a processing and extraction center in calgary the company now holds 100 percent stake in a company called the plant which was formerly known as delta west now your ceo scott Hurd said that quote it is that over time a diversified offering of derivative cannabis products will account for the majority of consumer demand end quote would it be safe that demand is referring to demand worldwide and exporting effort i've talked about that on the show here about the idea of a lot of import-export because of the regulations, as you mentioned, that the governing bodies in Canada are putting against cannabis.
3: Yeah, so we're, we're really excited about, uh, you know, our extraction and processing facility and the products that we're going to be able to produce out of it. You know, if you just, you know, starting locally, and we'll call locally Canada, you know, when you look at, you know, certain markets that have had, you know, legal or at least statewide legal um, you know, recreational cannabis like Colorado and Washington and Oregon. And when you look at, you know, the, the product mix on volume, um, you know, while dried flour remains, you know, one of the biggest segments or, or, or categories and, you know, anywhere from 30 to 50% of the market, that other side of, you know, edibles and vapes and topicals and, and concentrates, you know, make up a huge proportion, um, you know, of, uh, of the product mix that consumers are actually selecting. Not only that, I mean, those products are actually a lot more profitable as well from a, a production standpoint. And so, you know, our bet on that facility is one that consumer preference is really going to be driven towards some of the non conventional, you know, cannabis products, meaning, you know, non combustible formats. So, like Vape says, one. Um, you know edibles uh, you know would be too and then some of the other sort of derivative products that are really interesting like the topicals and bombs and salves and drops and things like that you know as they incorporate into a more of a healthy lifestyle or you know um, nutraceutical aspect we really believe that you know it's a great story for us and it's a great business to be in and to have some scale in um, you know to be ordered to compete at that level and then as we finish construction of our facility which will be done at the end of this month You know it's being planned and designed with GMP certification in mind so as you spoke about before you know as more global markets start to open up it will give us the opportunity to actual uh, to or at least the the optionality to get to that GMP certification which will enable us to sell into you know markets or import into markets like uh, like Europe
2: I'm here with the Chief Commercial Officer of Westleaf, Adam Coates, here on Blood Business. We're going to be back with more questions with him in just a moment. Quick reminder, about August 3rd and 4th, Miami, Florida, the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can learn more at usccexpo.com. Doctors, join us on Friday, August 2nd for our physician training and certification program and take the exam to become a certified medical marijuana physician. Patients see a medical doctor for evaluation so you can quickly and easily get your medical marijuana card. And check out the great education, speed networking, powerful keynotes, and a very interactive exhibiting space which will await you at the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Log on to USCCExpo.com and secure your tickets now. We'll be back with Adam Coates in just a moment.
1: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
2: Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart. Where is it?
1: Expo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
2: We're back here with Adam Coates, Chief Commercial Officer at Westleaf, excuse me, up in Canada, our friends in the north. Now, Adam, because federal packaging and advertising rules in Canada are so restrictive, that's where you've gotten to be creative in order to create a brand and connect with customers and that's what you do with prairie records so talk to me about how and necessarily how we know the concept and why the the comfort of having a record store concept was in the play but how did you look at this as a workaround to the regulations to make this compliant
3: sure so um you know what we provide in our stores on these record covers is really just basic educational information we're not conveying a lifestyle Uh, we're not making any health claims of any kind and really what we're trying to do is just bring more information that you would traditionally see on any kind of consumer goods packaging um, and bringing it forward and allowing the consumer to actually touch and feel and pick something up and look at it which gives that tangible and tactile in-store experience that I think is really important especially for a new product and then again in the context of you know wanting to produce our own products and actually create brands because you know if you're not, if, as creating a brand for a produced product, that's you know what's gonna help drive the business and really is gonna separate the winners and losers in this space. And so with our you know, concept at Prairie Records and being able to bring a little bit more dimensionality and bringing the brand a little bit more to life than you would just with the restricted packaging, what we're able to do is just bring forward the brand elements and an execution of our brands from a produced product perspective that we're actually gonna be selling through into our wholly owned retail. And so it's a way for us to execute our brands and communicate them how we would want to communicate them in a more traditional consumer packaged goods environment, um, but in a way that is compliant with all the Canadian and, and provincial regulations.
2: And that's one thing that's really so much of what they're doing with that. now your CEO, Scott Hurt, which I referenced in the uh, the first segment, he also stated now that, quote, it feels like the licensed producers today are basically selling an undifferentiated product. He says, quote, what I mean by that is that 70% of the packaging in Canada today is Health Canada warning labels. You get a small allocation for a rather benign brand elements that's limited in color and size. And what you con- when you compound that with the fact that you can't really use traditional advertising mediums to reach consumers, what you have in Canada is a market in which it's really hard to grow a brand. Now, talk to me why this is such an overwhelming branding issue and, and such an obstacle in Canada in the first place. I mean, when they have that, yeah, there's not much to really distinguish one from the other.
3: Sure. and, and, and I think it goes back to as well as where you know consumer education and knowledge on brands actually and, and cannabis in general actually is. And there was a survey done at some point last year where they you know, surveyed consumers across Canada and asked what their you know, favorite or most known brand of cannabis was. And a majority of respondents actually responded with strain names as opposed to brand names. And so I think that's a very good anecdote to say, you know, there's a lot of work to be done for producers To figure out how you can actually establish and grow a brand, and right now the really only point of connection, meaningful point of connection, is social media, which is still a bit restricted in terms of what you can communicate. But then also it's at the it's at the store itself, and so you know where products is all under lock and key. You have the incredibly restricted packaging to to really communicate your brand. You know, you're not having consumers have that traditional choice where, you know, in consumer packaged goods, and I I came from the beverage alcohol space, where placement and positioning and, and promotions, as well as kind of displays and those types of things aren't necessarily available. And so it's really hard when a consumer doesn't know, have a great background in, you know, what brands or products are available. And really, they're just getting introduced to this vast array of choice you know, previous channels, whether it was on the black market, gray market, whatever you want to call it, you know, or meeting, you know, the guy around the, around the corner behind the convenience store, you know, sometimes your choices were A, B, and C, and that's really it. It was either the good or the bad stuff or a limited selection. And now, you know, in our stores of Prairie Records, we've got some of the best selection of products, you know, in, in the province. Um, and so now they've got 60, 70, 80 different, you know, choices of, of, of products. And really you know the the frame of reference is just kind of either one what the budtender or sales associate recommends to them or something they've had before or just kind of describing you know what they're looking for you know or just you know shopping on price point point. and so it is very difficult to grow a brand in this environment and then I go back to again why you know we we believe so much in our prairie records concept and this idea of having the information on these record covers and a an experience or a, a shopping journey that encourages consumers to you know, walk around, pick things up, and touch and feel them in, in that they're actually going to be able to get the information and make more you know, along the lines of, of a traditional shopping journey for a consumer packaged goods, um, and that will give you an opportunity to actually grow a brand and, and, and position the brand you know, how you might in, an, in a regular retail environment. And so again, I go back to that's why we're excited about our vertically integrated strategies that we're going to be producing products and then being able to execute them in our retail stores in a way that is going to be very effective in helping grow some brand awareness right at the point of purchase, which is at the retailer. Now, we're going to be selling our products to other retailers as well. But the idea, you know, outside of our own channel, but the idea is that, you know, by being able to have a, a really uh, large portfolio and, and we're, we're planning on opening between 30 and 50 stores by the end of 2020 across you know, Western Canada, um, you know, we're gonna have great distribution and great visibility for our brands, which then should help drive some demand um, you know, for our brands at other retailers and, and have them be more top of mind. So ahead,
2: how- I want to go and follow back up on that in a little bit. Let me just go, and go to a couple of the questions I want to ask you and then I'll, I want to go ahead and follow back up when we wrap up the show. So now let's talk more about uh, what Wesley has been active on the M&A front especially on the retail side, as you just mentioned, specifically to fulfill its thesis in Canada. Now, the company can look toward 2019 and continue continue developing its cultivation and processing assets. Now, Scott Hurd, your CEO, uh, he mentioned this. You have a, quote, you have a young, highly fragmented industry in Canada. Anytime you see that, I think, mergers and acquisitions and consolidation to achieve scale – is something that all companies evaluate as part of their corporate strategy. Now, are you surprised with all the M and A's we've seen within the cannabis uh, market in Canada has continued to stay aggressive because we're seeing so much of that, where the market is there more acquire acquisition acquired, acquired of land, increase of employees, growth of facilities, expansion of new facilities, and. Uh, you know, also just mergers, continuing to partnerships and growing of other companies to such a scale. Uh, is part of it also a race to make sure that Canada stays ahead of every other market when it comes to other markets that come in legalized at some point, say the United States?
3: For sure. I think, um, you know, anytime you can, you know, you can make yourself one of the most dominant players or largest players in this young industry I think it puts you at a competitive advantage and I think when you look at the capital markets and how the capital markets are rewarding the larger cap companies with with better sort of multiples and in as well as um, flow of capital you know if you can grow um, you know your your company um, through mergers and acquisitions to to give yourself some some scale it's going to afford you ability to raise more capital which then will Put you in a better position. So when markets like, for example, the United States or Europe, as you're starting to see it open up a little bit on the medical side, it gives you sort of that war chest to be able to go out and you know invest in infrastructure projects on other continents, uh, or again facilitate more uh, M and A activity that will get your um, your company positioned in di- in different jurisdictions. And so you know it's it's we have a great opportunity in Canada as we're the first federally or one of the first. Uh, you know nations with uh, with recreational being federally legal but i think you know what a lot of companies are looking at is how can we grow you know and make ourselves um to to scale as quickly as possible to set ourselves up to be able to expand into the the bigger piece of the pie which is the overall global market
2: we're going to come back here with adam Coes chief commercial officer at Westleaf, and coming up after the break i want to ask about something that Canada is going to be doing that's definitely going to benefit the market and definitely benefit the industry in general. We're going to talk about that in just a moment.
1: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more blunt business. so it seems like
2: a smart investment. Look for Smart Pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at SmartPots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P O-U-C-H-Z.com.
1: I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
2: We're on the home stretch here with Adam Coates, Chief Commercial Officer at Westleaf. We've been talking about the great concept of the prairie records. We've been talking about all the things that Westleaf has been doing in terms of real an aggressive push to, uh, really an, uh, just part of the aggressive cannabis market is in general in terms of expansion, cultivation, new facilities, merchants, acquisitions, and so much more. Now, one thing that Canada in, within the ma- the space right now is very interesting and very uh, I would think extremely beneficial to the Canada market would be this. The Financial Post has reported that Canada will add edibles, extracts, and topicals to the the list of legal cannabis products no later than October 17th. Many analysts agree these products will generate better demand and margins than dried flour, but the federal government has not yet issued regulations for the new formats, making it difficult for producers to prepare lest they knowingly violate some rule. Canada's market for edibles and other cannabis products produces alternative cannabis produces will eventually be worth 2.7 billion dollars or 2 billion dollars u.s annually but consumers should accept missteps delays and frustration in the early days and experts estimate it will be at least two years before the industry normalizes what do you think about this ongoing situation and how much will it benefit a company like westleaf
3: yeah I mean we're we, we are very excited for that next next wave uh, of products that are going to be legalized you know the, what the Canadian government did on the outset is effectively they you know made um, you know the cannabis products that were approved and and, and legalized under the um, you know the medical plan mm-hmm. um, so dried flour pre-rolls you know gel caps and tinctures and sprays um, you know as the as the first step because it was kind of already a known you know, known beast in its way. They're known products that they've been regulated and had a process for QA and QC and and all those types of things. So that was the logical first step. We're really excited about this next phase of products because as I mentioned before, you know, the profitability on these products is is significantly higher. Uh, The amount of capital to produce at a larger capacity is 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 lower. So it allows you know a smaller company like Westleaf to be able to, to compete um, you know, with some of the larger, you know, scale businesses that have millions of square feet under um, development or operating for cultivation. And, and really what we're, what we're driving towards here is um, is this next wave of products and that's where consumer choice is really going to go. I think there's some facts out there um, released by uh, Stats Canada that, you know, it's in the range of only 15 or 20% of age um, consumers are actually consuming cannabis. And when you look at alcohol, for example, you know that's in more of the eighty percent range. And so our view on it is that this next wave of products, like edibles, like topicals, and those types of things, um, you know, really are going to bring more consumers into the category and non-consumers of cannabis into consumers of cannabis. And there's going to be trade-offs with other you know products, obviously. Um, but you know, we're we're excited about that opportunity. And so yes, in terms of regulation. There's no question that there's gonna be hiccups and bumps along the road. We've already seen that with retail. You know, Alberta and Ontario, and their rollout of retail is is a great example of that. Um, But you know what, we're viewing this for the long term. We've built this business to be very competitive, you know, both now and in the future. And it's those companies that have a really strong strategy that is not just, again, looking at today, but looking at where the industry is going long-term that are going to be the most successful.
2: Now, I want to also just add an addendum. There is more information on top of this story that, according to Radio Canada, they have just learned that regulations will come into effect on October 17th. The products will be available for sale legally in mid-December. So... Is a limited selective products will appear gradually in physical or online stores federal license holders must provide 60 days notice to Health Canada of their plan to sell the products and distributors and retailers authorized by provinces or territories and they will need time to purchase and obtain the new products and make them available for sale and so new regulations will give authorized distributors and retailers access to edibles or candy baked goods, cannabis extracts and cannabis topicals so that's great news to hear about that's really good to hear about that see where it comes from there. Now, the other thing I also noticed here in the current stories that have been talked about when it comes to the market, I want to ask you one more before we go and wrap things up, uh, is that there was a story that came out from the Financial Post talking about that that there's still time for Canadian governments to serve the public by copying the market for alcoholic beverages. Uh, now, have you heard anything about the idea of why that kind of uh, push was never put into play when they did legalization together? If there are certain things that you feel like that should be taken away from how the alcohol industry is managed in Canada?
3: Well, I mean, the, you know, like I said, I, I, came from beverage alcohol. I worked for a large beer company for, for just under eight years before moving into cannabis. And and there are some definite differences, especially when you look at it from a, a, a marketing lens um, and an overall kind of communication and awareness. Um, but I think there's some other things that are being taken from it that, that are, You know required and 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 should have been done I think earlier in in alcohol that are that are being applied to now in cannabis and just the idea of responsible use um, and and making sure that education is at the forefront Um, so consumers really understand what they're getting into um, and the actual kind of effects and 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 potential side effects of the of the actual product Um, and and as well just occasions um, in which they're actually going to be used and, and what that effect can actually have. So, you know, I think there's a lot of room um, to move uh, the regulations more towards kind of where they're at with alcohol right now. Obviously, restricting them to minors is, is of most important and right. a key you know, component um, you know, to Bill C-45, the legalization of cannabis you know, was intended to do and, and, and get ri- trying to get rid of the black market. Um, but I think what the, the position that, you know, the Canadian government took as they rolled this out was, you know, just like we recommend to any new consumer of cannabis is start low and go slow. And so a, a phased approach that, you know, helps, you know, make sure that producers um, are actually producing a, a quality and safe product with, with regimented processes and those types of things. And as well, you know, allowing the consumer to get more, you know, familiar with the product uh, so that they're able to make better decisions. And in the end, that's going to be you know better overall for the business when you know consumers make better decisions, have better products in their hands, um, so they'll have better experiences and, and, and look to engage further in the category.
2: Fantastic. I'll tell you, Westleaf is doing a lot of great work. I'm seeing another story from uh, Proactive Investors. They're making the fact of how they're talking about that with the assets that you have, including Prairie Records and Backstage Pass, that – one of the, the headlines they say is, "It's Westleaf is well funded with one of the most unique cannabis stores you will ever see." So there's obviously people that are definitely uh, now. You actually were interviewed about this with the uh, proactive investors to talk about this. So getting that kind of adulation and what's going on now. Talk to me about what. Uh, you know, how does that affect, I guess, the way business is? That there's a lot of positive news being said about Westleaf, and how much is helping towards uh, the goals that you're looking to reach overall?
3: Yeah, we're, we're, we feel very fortunate and, and excited about the positive feedback that we have on our overall story. Obviously, you know, the, the most consumer facing. You know, piece and and, and I guess public piece of of our business is Prairie Records because we have some stores operating, you know, in Saskatchewan and and have more on the way coming across Western Canada. Um, You know, but I think it's just overall the ability to execute and actually build brands. I think what you're seeing right now in the cannabis space is a lot of companies and people are talking about building brands, but what is falling flat for me is a little bit is how you're actually going to be doing that and how you can actually tangibly execute that and actually make a difference. In consumers mindsets and what we're really excited about again is you know where we're at with Prairie Records that it is truly different um, that when you walk into one of our stores it's unlike any other cannabis retail store in Canada right now and I can confidently say that and you know that that's exciting to us that that we actually have a, a unique offering and positioning ourselves that way um, you know, but I think the other thing too is that it gives us a great platform to be able to actually grow brands and having meaningful distribution and meaningful connections with consumers, which is you know the goal of a, of a consumer good um, in a consumer packaged goods company. So you know we're 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 really feeling good about where we're at and our positioning, um, you know, of our overall business, and uh, and we've got some great you know assets that are coming. You know online you know this year that are that are just going to you know fully build out and, and operationalize our vertically integrated strategy
2: now I know there's been some areas where the, uh, the record store concept along with cannabis has also been brought in I know there's some uh, places where North California there's a record shop that decided to go ahead and get a license to go ahead and provide cannabis so obviously there's an, a market for it outside of Canada would this be, would the Prairie Records idea be something that you think could be franchised at some point?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And, you know, I, I feel really strongly that this record cover, this record sort of concept is transferable to just about anywhere in the world. I think, oh you know, music and cannabis had been best friends for a long time. Music is not going anywhere anytime soon. And what I love about this concept is that it is really transferable um, and can play in in really any you know ge- geography or jurisdiction so as you know new countries or states or, um, or, or 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 markets sort of open up to you know recreational you know cannabis being legal you know i think it's a great opportunity for us that would allow us to expand and you know whether we franchise it or um, you know wholly own and, and do it ourselves that's that's another question to be evaluated still but you know we're we're really excited about the opportunity to establish the brand in Canada, really fine tune um, the overall kind of brand experience uh, as well as the operation side. Uh, and then as more markets open up, um, looking at opportunities to expand this concept um, you know, where where we're able to.
2: Fantastic, I'll tell you, cause that, that concept right there, I, I feel there's just such an upside to that. And I wanna see more of that. So uh, while we go ahead and wrap things up, Please let listeners know how they can go ahead and learn more about Westleaf and what you're doing, um, website, and again, more about where they can go and find your products and where they can go and learn more about what you guys are doing. Because there's so much going on right now to keep up with.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, for Prairie Records, uh, our website is prairierecords.ca or .com, both work. Uh, And then you can find us on Instagram at prairie records. Uh, and then for updates on our overall business at Westleaf, westleaf.com uh, is our website. And you can go into the investor section and find our investor uh, relations presentation that gives you know, a more detailed overview of all the assets of our business as well as our management team. It's something that we didn't touch on you know, um, during our conversation here, but you know, I think one of the reasons why we're so excited and so confident in our strategy and what we're doing right now is just the quality of team and the culture that we're building. You know here and and uh, and we we truly have a number of incredible subject matter experts and, and just great people um, to be able to you know drive this business and and we're excited to connect with uh, with more people and and to tell our story and, and get our products uh, onto more shelves uh, as uh, as our you know production facilities uh, get online
2: fantastic so again I'm in here with Adam Coes chief commercial officer of Westleaf cannabis and really i I could have probably talked about the prairie records concept even more because that just looks awesome i really love that idea. very
3: much i appreciate that i
2: I got to work at a record store uh, before they kind of closed all those down and it was a fun thing to you know really it was in the same way people wanted to learn about new music and what kind of things got them in a certain mood it's it works in the same way as cannabis it really does it's the same kind of idea that and also it's the kind of it's the attitude it's the kind of lifestyle that really just it's laid back it's comfortable and especially when you're trying to do the adult use the recreational enthusiast type front it's very appealing and the storefront looked great i love the way it has it's set up. setup it's really really cool so adam thanks again for making time to join us really do appreciate you having uh, joining us and uh, telling us about the program and talking about canada we're we're always hoping that uh we look a lot towards Canada to what's going on up there in terms of process and regulations and what other markets can do to follow and try to, you know, take away from what Canada's doing right now.
3: Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for having me on the show.
2: And my pleasure. So again, thank you again for having, uh, we're happy to have you join us for our conversation with Adam Coates here on Blunt Business, which is presented by the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Again, it's August third and fourth in Miami, Florida. Tickets are available now. You have to get your tickets. You have to join us for this show because it's going to be a great show. We are planning a great agenda and lineup. If you like a lot of the topics we talk about here on Blunt Business, then you absolutely will love the people we're going to have at the show. A number of guests that have been on Blunt Business. Joe Bayern from Indus Holdings. We'll have Jeffrey Harris from Spring Big, and a number of others. Oh, Danny Keith from Cannabis Club.tv You have to come and join us for this show. Great conversations, especially on the medical front as well. So many different areas when it comes to learning about licensing, packaging, distributing, working with distribution companies, big box distribution. When it comes to the areas of uh, working with distribution companies and cannabis branding to the mainstream, learning to invest, so many different things to go and look out for. We hope you'll join us for the show. It's, again, August 3rd and 4th, Miami, Florida. Great time of year to be down here. We hope to see you here, and we hope you'll enjoy what we get to offer. We've been talking about it for months here on the show. It's coming up to time. If you've been on the fence thinking about buying your tickets, then please do that now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's going to do it for this additional of Blunt Business. You can also find the show, of course, on our home, CannabisRadio.com. You can also find the show and subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.
0: The level of connection you feel in your home dramatically influences your experiences there, Get the tools to control that connection in your communities with the first multifamily platform that unifies management and resident experiences to create smart apartments. Talk to a RealPage consultant today to see how your properties can meet the future of Multifamily with the Smart Building Suite. The holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our simple truth organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private-selection gourmet potatoes. Oh, I had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
1: Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.